back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Pretty intense conversations here on the block. The block is certainly hot. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I will give strict that one. Hot, hot, hot. 402-464. I, mean, I mean, it is baking over this piece. There's been, there's been some good conversations. Trust me, I've been sweating too. Because I'm over here sweating. I'm like, it's cool in here. Look, you got to understand, <laughs> in the studio, it's we cool. We keep it cold. Yeah. And it's it's just a very fascinating conversation. And, and we're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. Evan Bland is going to be joining us for this segment with the Omaha World Herald. He covers Nebraska baseball and football. And, Evan, I'm going to go ahead and fill you in a little bit. A lot of our discussion today has been Scott Frost and if there's a number behind his record for this year, if Trev has this number in his head, essentially, that Scott Frost has to get to for him to stay. I made the argument that it depends on how it looks. I say 5-7, and seven, but you're playing close games. You beat Wisconsin and Iowa. Maybe you consider keeping him. Other people are saying he wouldn't even make it that far. Nick is saying you have to be expecting seven, eight wins. We got takes all over the place. It's just it, the 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 block is very hot today. So I'm going to ask you, Evan. Do you think that there is a specific number that Trev has in his head when it comes to Scott Frost? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think there is. Uh, and I say that because he has mentioned uh, on at least one occasion, maybe two, that that's not how he wants to judge football programs. And it's a little bit different, right, from his predecessor. I mean, you think back to 2019, uh, going into that season, if you remember, Nebraska was preseason top 25. They were favorites in the West. And then you had uh, Bill Moose in uh, one of the yeah. uh, one of the rooms at a hotel in, in, in downtown Chicago saying, you know, we got to get to six. And that was sort of the, the measurement by which everybody judged that season. And obviously that fell short. But, no, I think, you know, Trev, his his standards, in some ways it's appropriate that he hasn't put out the number or that the metrics aren't available because I do think that a lot of it can't necessarily be quantified, right? Like, you think about even last year. Like, if you would have just said Nebraska was 3-9, and nine, you're thinking, wow, disaster, coaching change and all this. But then you put a little context to it and say, okay, well, they were all single-digit games. Eight of those were one possessions, came down to the end, they competed – so I think you have to sort of, you know, judge it as it happens this year. I think you, you kind of have to look at this season, and I think at the end we'll, we'll kind of say, you know, we know it when we saw it, right? Like maybe they break one of those long losing streaks against Iowa or Wisconsin, or, or maybe maybe it's a total disaster and, and they get blown out, and you can tell clearly a change needs to be made. So I, I just don't think saying they need to get to six or they need to get to eight or whatever, um, just in and of itself is the thing that's going to tell you whether this thing can succeed or not. I think it's some of the other more nuanced things within how the season plays out. Boy, is Evan Bland not (laughs) – are we not cut from the same cloth? Are we related? I mean, it's like we basically (laughs) said the exact same thing. That's great stuff, man. Yeah, I I, I felt the same way, Evan. And and so – but when we look at it, I think – there, there, there's a lot of different things that we have in mind with that, and definitely that streak is one of those questions that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But one of the other things that we wanted to throw out, I wanted to throw out to you, is because we were talking about this, we're doing buy and sell, and we're having a buy and sell contest over here of what things we would love or like or, or throw out. Um, we talked about there's there's 22 or so transfer portal um, players that have kind of made their way into the system, and we thought that are you buying and selling that at least eight of those are would would actually start for the Huskers for this upcoming season? eight um uh, well i mean yeah off the top of my head you know casey thompson oshawn mathis trey palmer probably an offensive lineman um you know steven drew i'm sorry devin drew um yeah I, i'd buy that i think and i think you have to have that right like with what you lost in the portal with some of the misses that you had in uh in recent recruiting classes, you need those guys to hit. And, you know, it's it's interesting because you talk about how you go through college football history, there are not a lot of examples of a coach who has had four losing seasons to start his career at a school and gets a fifth season. And, and you kind of wonder, you know, what can be different about this instance? What would give you hope as a Nebraska fan that things could be different? And I think the big thing is – the transfer portal, right? Like in in history in college football, you have not had that. You you need to you needed to develop your own guys. And if you were if you had four straight losing seasons, you were pinning your hopes maybe on that freshman class or on someone taking a big step forward. And in Nebraska's case, in a lot of ways, they were bailed out because they can go to the portal and they can get a guy who is accomplished like O'Shawn Mathis, and they can they don't need to break in a brand new quarterback. They can get somebody like Casey Thompson, who's already played in big games and on down the line. And so I think certainly that's going to be one of the major storylines of the season is, is how did those guys do when they came in um, as transfers with experience elsewhere? We saw Michigan state last year, for example, had a big turnaround because uh, largely of the efforts of some of those uh, transfer players like Kenneth Walker at, at running back and so on and so forth. And so uh, I, if those guys don't hit, I think, you know, if you, if you end up only having four or five starters out of that group or you don't have a lot of production from the transfers, uh, I'm thinking this season's probably not going to go as Nebraska hopes it does. But it does seem like it's set up for a lot of those guys to have quick impacts. Evan, you talk about the transfer portal and just kind of the nature of college football right now. A big centerpiece for Nebraska fans has been recruiting, and especially in the state of Nebraska. Cade McIntyre a couple days ago, he decides that he's going to go to Oklahoma with the nature of recruiting, transfer portal, whatever have you, do you think this is a lock to assume that he's going to Oklahoma, or is this one of those situations as a Nebraska fan you might still hold out hope that you're going to get the hometown kid to come here? Uh, I mean, in that specific situation, I haven't heard anything that would indicate that, that there's any waffling going on there. I mean, what it comes down to with in-state kids like that is at some point you got to show that it's a fun place to be you got to win games and and nebraska has all the other stuff like you you talk to anybody who comes to nebraska on an official visit from in-state or otherwise and they nail it i mean they absolutely nail it in terms of the academics in terms of facilities fan support nil you have everything you could want but ultimately what it comes down to is you know these are 18 19 20 year old men who who, they want to have a good time they want to have fun and is it fun to go three and nine when you know, the, the hometown crowd and, and a sold-out Memorial Stadium is upset. No, it's not very fun to do that. I mean, it, there are, are multiple in-state kids who have said, just show me something. Show me 
that this thing's going in the right direction. Um, Malachi Coleman was a, is a recent example of that, who's been pretty clear. Like, he, he would like to come to Nebraska. He grew up uh, a, a fan of Nebraska. His family did. But, uh, you know, is, is this program going in that right direction? And so I think that's sort of, uh, you know, one of the, you know, it's sort of a thermometer, I suppose, for the health of your program is what's going on with the in-state guys. And so when you see uh, a guy like McIntyre this cycle or Caden Helms recently, um, you know, some of your bigger time guys leaving the state, uh, oftentimes it's, again, it's because of the, it's a reflection of the health of your, of your program. And I think this is probably another example of where, you know, Nebraska was probably competitive on a number of levels, but when it comes to on-field success, you know, they, they need to put up or, or shut up here moving forward. When we talk about the health and direction of the program, I, I like that you kind of mentioned that a lot of fans are throwing out that there's specific things that they want to see this upcoming season to say, okay, we have this figured out. We're headed in the right direction. If you could pinpoint one or two things, personally, what would you say that those are? Well, I think the, the, the minimizing of self-inflicted wounds would be the one. And, and you could apply that across the board. Like your special teams don't have to be amazing. But you know, do the basic stuff. Make uh, you know, make a decent amount of your of your field goals, or you know, kick the ball where your coverage unit expects it to go, or um, you know, don't don't fumble in critical moments that cost you the game. So, like, I think that's a big part of it. Is we often talk about talent, how much talent is there on paper? Nebraska has talent uh, that rivals yeah. anybody in the West, yeah. and. Um, you know, the, the, the recruiting rankings, rankings would reflect that they're generally a top 30, top 40 team nationally. But when you can't count on consistency, when you can't count on uh, just sound fundamental plays, then things are going to go sideways. So I think that's, that's probably one. And then the other one for me would be, you know, uh, reliable line play on either side of the ball. Can you, can you stop the run and can you run the ball when they know that you're going to do that. Nebraska, mm-hmm. for a long time, especially in this in this recent drought that they've been in over the last five or so years, you know, you get to a third and one type situation, and when they're on defense, you don't feel great necessarily that they're going to get that stop. And when they're on offense, uh, it's kind of the same deal. It's like, you know, how are, how are they going to sort of finesse their way into this thing instead of just pushing the pile and getting what they need to do? So I think those would be a couple. Evan, the only thing that might be more frustrating for Husker football fans is then switching over to the baseball diamond and looking at the results on the field, especially heading the College World Series. A lot of fans wanted Nebraska to be there, possibly host a region. I know you've been covering the team a lot, and there's a lot of moving pieces. What do you think is the one thing for fans to focus on this offseason? Because it looks like we're going to be looking at a completely different team. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it's what does the offense look like when it comes together? Because you look at the major areas that this team struggled last year, um, you know, for what it's worth, pitching was actually pretty good despite the injuries that they had. They had some young guys step up. They had some injuries. And some of those guys you would expect to be back, like Kyle Perry and Jake Buns potentially, depending on how they're they're doing health-wise. But, you know, they, they didn't hit the ball. And I think even in the last couple of weeks you look around, regionals and super regionals and you see how many home runs have been hit i mean it's you've had high scoring games slugfest if you're not hitting the ball out you're not competitive and what we saw all season was uh, nebraska just struggled to do that you know a a two or three run deficit felt bigger than that 
they, they didn't necessarily put together a lot of great quality at bats. Uh, the clutch hitting was inconsistent at best. And so you look at who's left, uh, who has left the program. A lot of those were part-time hitters who were trying to catch on, um, you know, guys who struggled here. And so that's, that's what you're seeing with the recent additions. They had an addition today, uh, a transfer from Oklahoma State by the name of Caden uh, Brumbaugh, who's an outfielder. They added a, a Kansas transfer who's an outfielder last month. They've added multiple junior college players uh, who are hitters. So they feel pretty good, I think, about what the pitching depth can be. But it's all about how does that lineup come together. And not just does it come together, but how can it be diverse the way that Will Bolt's uh, – uh, you know, staff likes it to be in terms of can they lay down a bunt, can they put pressure on the defense that way, and not just be a team of sluggers because we saw last year when they take that approach or, or when that group took that approach, man, it was it was hard to get things going if a lot of hits weren't falling. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know the answer to this question. I hope you do. Has there ever been a college baseball program? We see it in football all the time. Basketball, we're starting to see it too. That just gets so many transfers headed into one season. I've never seen anything like this in baseball. One, is there, is there any type of historical evidence that something like this could work from the transfer portal in baseball? And if so, what should we expect for this upcoming season? I mean, I feel like a lot of times Nebraska kind of works internally when it comes to baseball. I could be wrong there, but it just seems like there's so many moving pieces. Has this worked in the past? Well, the, the transfer part, of course, like football is new, right? And just right. in the last couple right. of years, like you just, you haven't seen a lot of that. And so you see a little bit of it. Grad transfers over the years, occasionally guys make splashes, but you know, the junior college portion really is where they're trying to make their hay. I mean, they've right. got 10, junior college players coming in at this point. Um, and, and, and it's different than football, I think, or basketball, because the goal so often when these guys go the JUCO route is not to, you know, get better academically or to, um, you know, it, it's not like they were punished by going that route. They went that route because they needed innings and they needed at-bats. And so um, it's really not all that uncommon for high-end programs to call on junior college players who – maybe were under-recruited or they broke out or whatever the case may be. Um, and you are seeing it now in the transfer portal where guys at even D2 or D3 schools are moving up. And so I think yeah. the junior college is sort of an example of that. Nebraska has had success uh, at that over the years. Cade Povich recently, even, you know, he was the ace for Nebraska two years ago, a second-round pick. He was um, very lightly recruited and went to junior college the year before that. And so that's sort of the approach that they're hoping to take is, is these guys – uh, got more time on the field. They had more chances to develop, and by the time they get to Nebraska, they're ready to roll. Ready. Right? You're not you're not having to uh, ease a freshman into the things or, or things like that. And when you have guys who are that um, experienced as well, I think that can translate into quicker leadership because of the confidence that they bring with them uh, from their previous stop. I think we're coming to the conclusion, Evan, we don't want any more frustration within football or baseball. If people want to get more great content from you, how can they do so? Uh, I mean, we're at uh, Omaha.com and, of course, the Omaha World Herald. Um, we tweet our stuff out all the time. And um, the next couple of weeks, I'll be at the College World Series just about every day. And then we turn the page to Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis in late July. Uh, and then we get rolling with the season, man. So it should be coming hot and heavy. And, um, you know, like you said, hopefully there's some good news to talk about here in the near future. Who are you adopting for this weekend? Nebraska's not in it. Looks like no Big Ten teams are in it either. Who are we adopting? Hmm. 
it's wide open, man. I mean, there are some <laughs> underdogs, quote yeah. unquote. But like when when Ole Miss is your underdog as a three seed, like Oof. it's it's a lot of brand names. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a big Notre Dame guy, but I think their story is compelling. The way that they did beat Tennessee and how they come here, it's been 20 years. Uh, I think that's interesting. So, you know, I think Notre Dame, maybe a lot of people, uh, depending on how you feel about Arkansas, whether you're pro Dave Van Horn or holding the grudge from what happened last year to Nebraska, that's another team that I think a lot of people will get behind too. So, uh, you know, pick your, pick your poison. It's a lot of brand names. Um, but it should be some good baseball. From what I heard, and all of that was go Irish. Evan Bland, Omar Hall, World <laughs> Herald. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Thanks a lot. All right, have a good one. That is Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Great stuff from him, as always. Uh, if you're trying to get some football or baseball coverage, that's why we sprinkle in a little baseball. College World Series happening this week. He is your go-to. Make sure you go ahead and check him out. we got to take a break, but coming up afterwards, we have Shootout with Strick. So go ahead and call us now, 402-464-5685. The category I picked for today might be a little bit challenging for Strick. He might still be on his losing ways, or he might pick one up this week. We're talking Major I'm League Baseball. Does that make you feel any better oh, or worse? No, it well. doesn't. I'm struggling. This this is a tough week. Hey, but listen, I've got lines on my minds. Okay. Because I've got I've got to got to shoot a, this freaking movie this weekend. That so is true. I, I haven't been focused on this part, so I'm being a, <laughs> a good donator to right. the cause for this You play week. for the people. You play yeah. for the people. So it, it, go ahead and call us now. 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick will be up after the break. Stay with us.